Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, from the Star Rental Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. Yeah, boys and girls, here we go. Happy Monday. Headlines on Softy and Dick are brought to you by our friends at VenueKings.com. I feel sorry for you, Frosty. The Seahawks schedule is going to come out on Thursday, by the way, at 5 o'clock, unless the entire thing leaks between now and then, which it likely will. Uh, you're looking to go see <laughs> Russell Wilson's return with the Broncos. VenueKings.com will have you covered. Be sure and use code SOFTY at checkout for a little discount. Well, the M's win yesterday 2-1, a walk-off, and extras by Ty France. The bad news is, though, they dropped three out of four against Tampa. They're now 13-16 and 16 on the year. The Phillies in town for three. Chris Flexen, Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert on the mound during the series with Philadelphia. The Nugs, Nikola Jokic, has been named the NBA's most valuable player for the second straight season. He joins Kareem, Wilt, Moses, and Bill Russell as the Ooh. only centers wow. to win more than one MVP. Award. One of those guys kind of seems like a sore thumb in that group of players. Yeah, it's like the old Sesame Street. One of these yeah, is not like the other. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, we mentioned the NFL schedule comes out on Thursday, but here come the leaks. It's not really a leak. The NFL is already reporting and announcing that week two on the 19th of September on that Monday, there's going to be a doubleheader, but not on the same network. They're going to have these games running at the same time. Titans at Bills will kick off at 4 o'clock on ESPN, our time. And Vikings in Philadelphia will kick off at 5.30 over on ABC. So you'll have two Monday Staggered. night games running concurrently together at the same time. Yes, correct. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Why are they doing that? Because the ratings for the other approach stunk. Huh. So they're doing this instead. I gotcha. <laughs> I guess that's a good enough reason as any. Right. Max Homa wins his fourth career PGA hey. tournament. He takes home the Wells Fargo title. Uh, what else? Sounders, why didn't we bet every penny we had on Dallas on Saturday? <laughs> no kidding. Huh? We knew that was going to happen. Did we not have Brian Schmetzer, Schmetzer told us it was telling us on the radio show last week if we win Wednesday, we're going to suck on Saturday? And they sucked on Saturday, losing 2 nothing to Dallas. Next match is a U.S. Open Cup match versus San Jose at Starfire on Wednesday. The next MLS match, uh, Minnesota, is in town Sunday at 1 o'clock. And here we go. And now, two goofy, wacko, out-of-touch homers. Just brutal radio. Just horrible. Live. 41 yards. From Elliott Bay. Can you feel it now? This is Softy and Dick. All right. Lots to get to on a Monday morning. A uh, Monday morning. Monday afternoon. It's a Monday morning if you woke up like 90 minutes ago, which I used to do when I did the night show, by the way. When I was on the air at 7 oh, o'clock at night. You. I would get off the air at 11. I'd take my fat butt down to that Italian restaurant on Yesler down there in Pioneer Square, shove my belly full of meatballs and rigatoni, and go to bed about 5 in the morning and wake up around 1 o'clock in the afternoon and then do the show at 7 o'clock. It's the worst radio shift I ever had. Hated it, hated it, hated it. You did it too, right? The night show? I did. I did the 6P to 2 a.m. board shift. So yeah, board shift. Okay. Well, I was on the air with you you and I were doing whatever we were doing from 6 to 10. Whatever that was. Then I stayed on the board from 10 o'clock deep into the uh, the evening. And then you can't go to bed, right? I get home. I watched the Sydney 2000 Olympics 
live on a Canadian station well, because the they were part, just going on the air at 2 a.m. when I got home. The worst part back in the day was looking at, waking up and looking forward to going to work all day long, right? It's just like, just get this over with already for crying out loud. So here we are, uh, no longer doing the night show. We're not shining shoes no more uh, on, uh, on KJR, doing the afternoon show here. We're big stars now, obviously. <laughs> uh, they tell me that our last day on AM we think is going to be Friday. So we are simulcasting for one more week on this show mm-hmm. from 3 to 7 p.m. Everybody else has already made the switch over to FM radio. So you wake up tomorrow morning, you want to hear Chuck and Buck, you got to do it at 93.3 FM. Uh, Puck and Jim, 10 to 1. Ian Furness, Kevin Shockey, 1 to 3. So everybody else has already left us behind. Uh, we're, we're just sitting here cleaning up the mess, man, sweeping up all the garbage and the puke from the night before and collecting cans to be recycled and taking out the trash. So we're here. Here until Friday on AM and FM, and then starting next week, everybody from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. local is going to be on FM radio. So here we go. Our last week's simulcasting officially right here on 93.3 KJR FM and 950 KJR AM. We got to get the uh, Paul Seawald conversation from Friday. Can you find that, by the way, and get access to that? Because a lot of people out there, including our co-worker, Jason Puckett, who's supposed to have our back and be nice to us, by the way, he is, is criticizing us. When does that start? Uh, maybe soon. I don't know. I mean, there's there's hope for everything. <laughs> Life, I mean, he's you know? been here 15, 20 years. I mean, look, I, lo- I lost 70 pounds, so maybe one day Puckett will actually support his brethren here in the <laughs> afternoon. Uh, people blaming us for Paul Seawald's collapse during Friday's game. And to be fair, it could not have been any perfect as far as the timing. It was unbelievable. I and mean, we have Paul Seawald on the air. The guy's retired 18 consecutive batters, has not allowed a run the entire year. We have him on the show, and then he goes out on Friday night and gets his yitz lit up uh, by the Tampa Bay Rays. So naturally... You know, Ian Furness, Jason Puckett, who are going to bust our balls. They're, that's what they are. They're professional ball busters. Are going after us and telling us it's our fault that we had him on the air on Friday and that we should be flogged and blamed and raked over the coals and put on the barge for putting Paul Seawood on the air. And the guy goes out and gets crushed on Friday night by Tampa. So, look, I, I, I made a poll on Twitter. Asking people, update on the poll. You know who do you blame more for Paul Seawald's collapse on Friday? Do you blame Apple TV Plus, the curse of Apple TV Plus, or do you blame Softy and Dick? And it was like fifty-five forty-five Apple TV. So okay. according That's to good. the Twitter poll, you and I are off the hook. But I want to hear from the text line, the Telemore text line, and I want you to text the board. By the way, Jackson. All right, text the POS, the Pitta Stupidity Board, our own editorial board here on the radio show. And you get their thoughts okay, of stupidity on who should be blamed for the collapse of Paul Seawald on Friday. Do you blame us, me and Dick, for putting him on the air? Or do you blame maybe something or somebody else? So we did have him on the show, and we asked him if he wanted to talk about his numbers, and he said, no, I'm superstitious. So we said, fine, mm-hmm. and we moved on. But there still are people out there that want to rip us and blame us for what happened Friday. I think, well, the timing was obvious it was going to happen very, very soon. He wasn't right. going to continue to be perfect all season long. Yeah. I was hoping for it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but we knew that wasn't going to happen. And, and a closer, <laughs> just by nature, one hiccup by a closer can cost you a game. Of it's course. not like we have a second baseman on that was hitting 500 right. and he happened to go 0 for 5 because that doesn't necessarily cost you the game. One hiccup by a closer costs you the game. But it's, it's very, very typical of Twitter where you you can interview player after player after player who's doing poorly, who's doing well, what have you, right. and there's no impact whatsoever, 
or the player actually gets better after you have them on. And then it's crickets, right? But as soon as the worm is turned, as soon as the worm is turned where the player is doing well and then you have them on, then they all of a sudden don't, mm-hmm. that's when the vultures start circling. That, so it's just the typical fine. unfairness well, it's a, of Twitter. It, it's, a, it's a thankless business. Yeah. It really is. You know, I mean, uh, people only want to point. It, it's like, it's like it, you know, Dick, what it is really, it's like a basketball referee or a baseball umpire. They only get noticed right. when things go wrong. That's right. When things are going well, nobody says, hey, you know what? What a, what a great job by those officials today. Or what a great job by the umpire, man. He was awesome. Like how, a left tackle. How often do you hear that? How about you a never right. hear that. Left tackle. Right. Cornerback. Exactly. If you don't call Richard Sherman's name the whole game, you know Richard Sherman was well, his typical Richard Sherman. Offensive right? lineman for sure. That's why nobody ever talked about Walter Jones because he never gave up a sack, right? So he was always awesome. But uh, look, we, 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 we want to hear from the board. Have you sent the text out, Jackson? So let's let's get the board's opinion on this. How much are Dick and I to blame for what happened on Friday with Paul Seawald? And you tell us at 49451, the Telemore Do text line, also how much you blame us for what happened with Paul Seawald on Friday. And, you know, look, whatever you guys say, fine. You, you, you want to blame us? You want to blame me? I, I didn't realize Dick and I had that kind of power, but maybe we do. You want to blame us? That's fine. If it makes you feel better inside, puck it, to blame us for your miserable life or what happened with Paul Seawald Friday, that's fine. Blame us. So 49451, tell them or do text line, you tell us. So I heard uh, the uh, 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 Furness and Kevin Shockey show uh, driving in today, and they were very down on the M's. Uh, the Mariners are doomed know. show of record? The Mariners are doomed show of record, says Kevin Shockey and Ian Furness. Well, look, I got to be honest with you. There's a lot of what they said that I actually agree with. And there's a lot of what they said where I would say, hey, let's maybe pump the brakes a little bit. It's May the 9th, blah, blah, blah. But it's also not April the 9th. And we're getting down to the, you know, one-sixth pole of the 2022 season, more than the one-sixth pole. So we're starting to get close to that point in time where you can start to maybe form a few opinions about what this baseball team is really going to be all about. And look, they've played 29 games, all right? They haven't played... 50 games or 70 games. They've played almost 30 games. Tonight's the 30th game of the year. And I think there's some obvious reasons why this team has not been playing well. And I also think there's things that we talked about over the offseason that are maybe starting potentially, Dick, to come to fruition. We knew they were a starting pitcher light. Jerry DePoto even mentioned that. And we knew they could have maybe used some more offensive help over the offseason. A lot of folks like us were talking about that as well over the offseason. But look, I think there's a habit that a lot of sports fans fall into where they like to blame management. They like to blame the manager. They like to blame the coach. They want to rip the owner. What about going after the players here for a second, right? I mean, Jess Winker was brought in because he murders right-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. Last year hit 346 for the 1070 OPS and 321 at-bats. That's not an insignificant sample size. This year... It's only been 72 at-bats, but he's hitting a buck 67 with a 477 OPS. His OPS is down more than 50% against righties versus where it was last year. Adam Frazier. Remember, everybody went bananas about Adam Frazier. Oh, he's an all-star. You know who I'm kind of wondering if Adam Frazier is going to turn out to be? Jose Lopez, honestly. Because Adam Frazier, Dick, Hmm. made the all-star game with the Pittsburgh Pirates last year. In 98 games, had an 836 OPS and was hitting 324 when he made the All-Star game. And those were numbers that he didn't even come anywhere near duplicating 
up until that point of his career. Those were kind of out of nowhere numbers in a lot of ways for Adam Frazier. And guess what the Pirates did? They traded him. The minute the guy was the yeah. uh, was an all-star and the minute he put up big numbers, they struck all the, while the iron was hot and they got rid of him. You can argue that Adam Frazier made the all-star game because of one good half, just like Jose Lopez did. And now he's hitting in 29 games as a 660 OPS and he's your starting second baseman. Diego Castillo, never even mind ERA because I hate ERA for relievers and in some ways I hate it for starters. But last year... Going into the 2022 season, so everything Castillo had done up until this year, he had a lifetime 298 ERA, a 198 batting average against, and a 622 OPS against. Those were his lifetime numbers going into 2022. Now he's getting hit at a 317 clip and an 810 OPS so far in 2022. His numbers have gone up. Marco Gonzalez, the team was 15 and 10. In 25 starts he made a year ago, now they're 1-5 in some ways due to him, in some ways due to the defense. So Mitch Hanniger's played nine games, for God's sakes. He can't stay healthy again. Abraham Toro has a 577 OPS in 26 games. Your starting center fielder in Julio Rodriguez, even though he's playing better, he's hitting 310 with an 838 OPS in the month of May, is still a starting center fielder with a 627 OPS. So how about this? How about all those guys start playing better? Yeah. How about Jesse Winker does what he was brought here to do? How about Adam Frazier does what made him an all-star a year ago? And how about Diego Castillo does what he's done every year of his life up until this season? How about that? Uh, that would certainly improve the team, and I think most of those things are going to happen, particularly with Frazier. I, I think you're not giving Frazier enough credit, uh, credit. Now, yes, you're right. 2021 with the Pittsburgh Pirates, 98 games, that was the best season of his career or best parcel parcel season of his career right but i'm looking at a guy in 2017 18 and 19 743 798 753 his war over two all the time i mean he's a career 752 ops guy if you're getting 752 ops from your second baseman you're doing fine I mean, he's not an all-star. He's not going to be an all-star. Right, right. You're doing yeah. fine. So give me the 750 OPS, Adam Frazier, and I'm perfectly happy for this year instead of the 660 OPS Frazier that we're getting right, right. now. But his OPS when he made the all-star game was 80 points higher than that. And I think, and I'm with you. I mean, I, what we're talking about is splitting the difference right now. You know, don't don't uh, don't look at the extremes. Look right. at the look median. At the, yes, look at the and median. He, but he's not even doing that. Right. Just he's, give me that. He's not, but he's 90 points below that right, right. now. So, look, well, yeah, but it seems like your think, point was that you don't think he's going to get back to that. No, my point is he will never get back to where he was in the first half of 2021. That might be right. Ever. That might be I don't right. think he's a difference maker. I told you that three weeks ago. Yep. You and I had this conversation on the air about Adam Frazier when he was kicking ass and people wanted to go bananas after 10 games. I'm like, wait a minute, dude. This guy is not a dude that puts the fear of God into hitters. He's just not. You mentioned that multi-hit game, yeah, right, that he had earlier five. this year. And you take out that, and it's a totally different animal. Sitting under 200. For Adam Frazier. So I don't see a lineup full of guys right now. I don't see a lineup really with anybody. I mean, maybe, I don't know, Ty France, right? J.P. Crawford when he's healthy, but he's not healthy right now. Who puts the fear of God into opposing pitchers on this lineup? Who makes pitchers adjust? Who makes pitchers sit down and really think about how they're going to maneuver around this landmine in the Mariner offense? And there just isn't anybody there right now. Now, look, 
That doesn't mean it can't happen in June or July or maybe by August. This was a baseball team that last summer you and I are sitting on the air literally talking about how terrible this franchise is. This is on pace to be the worst offense in the history of baseball. And, oh, by the way, they just had a massive COVID outbreak. Remember that? And then they kind of started turning things around in the middle of June. So I think this. I think that everything everyone has said about DePoto and his approach over the offseason is fair. I think they needed more talent. They needed to spend more money. They needed a starter. They needed a bat. All that's fair. But I also think it's more than just that right now. I think the guys that are here that are making millions of dollars a year are underperforming, and they have to start performing. End of story. Without Mitch Haniger, you're two bats light, and that's the problem. And Mitch Haniger, it's it's really disappointing how his season has started. And a guy that, according to Jerry Depoto, mm-hmm. what what was it? it? Takes two to tango, right? 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 Is Mitch Haniger costing himself yeah. a lot of money? Because once again, his number one bugaboo is what Help. availability, Help. Right. and he has not been available this year. And the Mariners obviously were willing to reach out and sign him to a long-term extension. He wasn't willing to, and all he's doing is sitting right now. And yeah, and yeah. that is really, really hurting this offense because it's just another guy you can slot into the middle of, that, uh, middle of that batting order where you can move everybody else down a slot where they're more comfortable. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it certainly sounded to me when Jerry was on with Ian Furness that there was some kind of willingness on their side Absolutely. to do a deal. Now, I don't know what that was, right? We had this conversation on that Friday afternoon that they may have totally lowballed him. Who knows what they offered? Maybe it was a two-year deal for $10 million bucks. I got no clue what the M's were offering. I would love to know what the M's were offering. I'm surprised that nobody's reported, by the way, what the M's were offering. You know, nobody's talked to Mitch Haniger about this. Nobody's gotten it from the uppy-ups at the Mariners, what the offer was for Mitch Haniger. But until the guy can stay healthy, it's kind of a non-negotiable. I mean, yeah. if he's not going to play – and he's going to get banged up every single year, then forget about it. You know, I would I would sign him. I'd love to have the guy back because I think when he plays, he he's a really, really good player. Maybe not an MVP caliber player, but a really, really good above average bat. I'd love to have him in the lineup, but, you know, he may have cost himself some money. I mean, look, you know, Robbie Ray, for example, the Cy Young Award winner. Never mind the ERA, which is in the fours right now. That's got to get better, and it will get better. Six starts. He's been good in three of them. Two not so great, and one was a turd. For him, So they need more out of him. Logan Gilbert has been unbelievable up until Friday night, right? He's been amazing for this baseball team. George Kirby had like the greatest debut in the history of Mariners baseball on Sunday, yesterday on Mother's Day for the M. So that's going to, you know, eventually catch up to him. And when there's, you know, I, I, there, there was a guy that tweeted me and I, he's totally right that the pitchers always have the upper hand when they first go out there because there's no book on the guy. So let's see George Kirby, who's going to join us, by the way, at 5 o'clock tonight. What happens three, four, five starts in? Does he find a way to kind of get through that? Or once people start to figure him out, do they have a different approach like they had with Matt Brash? Mm -hmm. And the approach with Matt Brash is let him walk himself to death. And he did that, and and now he's in AAA. How many legitimate three, four, five hitters on championship teams, not three, four, five hitters on seventy win teams. How many three, four, five hitters on championship teams do the Mariners have right now? Uh, three, four, five hitters yes. on championship teams. Yes. Where uh, you could plug yeah, one yeah, of our hitters right, right. onto a one hundred win baseball team and right. say that guy should be a right. three, four, or five hitter. Well, I mean, Ty France and J.P. Crawford are really good right now. They're playing really well, so I'd say them two, two. Okay, yeah. 
I mean, is Hanager a five-hitter on a championship team? Probably. Maybe. When he's healthy. Yeah. Francis probably yeah. a five-hitter on a, on a championship yeah. team. You got no three or four hitters, right? Right. I don't think you had any. Those are the guys you're talking about. You're talking about fear of God guys. Yes. Those are three and four hitters. Those are 850-plus, 900-plus OPS hitters for an entire season. No, there's just, I mean, look, for as good as Ty France is and for as good as J.P. Crawford is, there's no aircraft carrier, right? Like, I've used that term a lot. And, and maybe Ty France ends up being that guy. Maybe Suarez ends up being that guy. Maybe Julio at some point ends up being that guy. I hate saying it's early because it's an obvious thing to say, but it's early. It's May the 9th. Yeah. So, look, I, I just think this team is underperforming right now. And I, I, I get the doom and gloom. I mean, we go back to the 2021 Mariners and their record against one run in the one-run games was – Sensational. I mean, that's a big reason why they were a 90-plus win team because their record in one-run games was awesome. So that's probably not going to be repeated. Their bullpen success probably not going to be repeated. They had to get better on the offensive side of the ball, and so far it really hasn't happened. And here's the problem with it. They're, They're picking a time and place in baseball, Dick where for some reason offense is down all over the game mm-hmm. and you're asking them to step up their offense, which is really, really hard to do. Like, you know, their designated hitter is, is a black hole of nothing. Their catcher spot is a black hole of nothing. But who has a catcher right now? Nobody has a catcher in baseball. This is not, you know, the 80s with Johnny Bench and Gary Carter, right, running around. You know, Carlton Fisk back in the day. Those days are over. I mean, who the hell grows up wanting to be a catcher? Right, it's right. nuts how just the the idea of a Mike Piazza behind the plate is is just a novelty now. You don't see that with anybody. So I don't know, man. You tell us four nine four five one. What's the uh, concern level for this baseball team, even though it is the thirtieth game tonight? And how much should Dick and I be blamed for what happened with Paulie Seawald on Friday? We're men. We can take it. Just give it to us. Just tell us straight. Don't hold back. You want to hammer us, then hammer us. Four nine four five one. Uh, why is the NBA MVP different than other MVPs? You want to talk about that? Sure. Next on Softy and Dick on Sports Radio ninety three point three KJRFM. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for making the switch to FM with us. Seattle's only FM sports station is spreading our wings. Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Now back to Softy and Dick. All right, we have thrown the question Alex Jackson has to the pit of stupidity board. Pit of stupidity. We are waiting for their decision. We are waiting for the decision. Who do you blame more for Paul Seawald's collapse on Friday? Softy and Dick, who spoke to him that afternoon or Paul Seawald himself. Do we have the interview, by the way, from Friday? I need to go search for it. All right, let me know when you find it, because I want to play the exact quote from him or the question. And your setup. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because you were very careful how you worded the question. You ever play the game Operation as a kid growing up? I was bad at it, Yeah, don't get buzzed, right? I had the shakes. Look, man, do you want to talk about what your numbers look like? And he's like, nope. I was like, all right, cool. Next question. Move, yeah. move! Just got the hell out of there, man. I, I said, you know what? I, I see, I see potential danger if I try to remove uh, that tumor from your spleen 
but I'm not educated enough to do that, so I'm going to call on this guy. I'm out of here. You're out. I'm done. All I mean, right. It's different so, than if we would have just said, hey, guess what? Yes. You're perfect on the year. Right. We are waiting for the pit of stupidity board's decision. I think we uh, are still a couple of votes light on the board, so as soon as that comes down, we'll let you know. Uh, there's been news in the NFL. We'll get to that in a matter of minutes. Corey Brock will join us at 4 o'clock. And did you guys watch the game yesterday at all? Did you catch the yes. game? Okay. I don't know if the umpires and the replay officials in New York City know the rule book. And we're going to talk to Corey about that at 4 o'clock this afternoon. And then George Kirby himself, who had a great cheering section. Did you guys see that, by the way, the cheering section? There's like 30 people. Well, I was watching the TV at my folks' house, and the sound was down because it was Mother's Day, and we're doing our Mother's yeah, Day course. thing. And so every now and then I would peek at the TV, and they kept showing the same group of people over and over and over again on TV. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and it turns out it was George Kirby's parents and his buddies from Elon. college, yeah, from Elon, yeah. from Rye, New York, which is you know upstate New York. And then they talked to the guys, apparently during the game, I actually have the audio, but it's so bad. You guys know how bad audio bugs the crap out of me. I was recording it like off my parents' television set. Yeah. So I'll send it to you, and if we can air it, we can air it. But they asked him, what did you tell him before the game? And the guy's advice was, don't suck, was his advice. <laughs> and the guy goes out and just kicks ass for you know his, his maybe greatest debut in Mariner baseball history. And then another one of his buddies, we'll ask him when he comes on the show, which buddy he thinks said these two things to Jen Mueller. The other guy talked about how he would play Little League Baseball. He would cry all the time, things like that. <laughs> so we got to get George on the show at 5 o'clock tonight and ask him. So we'll get to all that coming up. Corey Brock as well. At 4 o'clock, but the uh, the NBA MVP has been named today. Not officially, but rumors that the Joker from Denver has won his second consecutive NBA MVP. And what were the uh, guys that you said that were multiple award winners at center at that position? Uh, we've got uh, Kareem, okay. Moses, right. Wilt, and yep. Bill Russell. And Bill Russell. Here comes the Joker who maybe in you know, 10, 15 years from now will be considered to be among the best and be in that group of player. I bet if you walk down the street of Seattle, Washington right now, and said, who is Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets? Or who is Nikola Jokic? Or who is the MVP? They would have no damn clue who that guy is. And you said it off the air. All those names that you just mentioned were household names that, that, that were absolutely guys that people that weren't even basketball fans knew who the name Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was. They knew who those names were. I don't think the average American who's not really a gigantic sports fan, has any clue who that guy is from Denver. It's because in the months of May and June, he hasn't done squat. Mm -hmm. Now, unfair, his team hasn't done squat. I mean, he's had ups and downs in the in the playoffs. And, and really, I think it goes in the NBA much more so than the NFL. Your NFL MVPs are household names regardless if they have any playoff success whatsoever. Right. If they right. have an NFL MVP season, they are household names. And almost... In baseball as well, even though baseball isn't as followed nearly as closely as, as football is, look at last year, Shohei Otani and Bryce Harper. I mean, those are household names, yeah. and and they don't have to have playoff success. But for some reason in the NBA, and maybe it's just because we don't really pay that much attention to the NBA until the you-know-what hits the fan from, mm -hmm. from April 15th until June 15th in the playoffs – you got to do something in the playoffs in order to be seen as an MVP, which right, is why we right. go back to the point you've made over and over and over again, and I totally agree with you. 
Why are we voting for the MVP award at the end of the regular season? Yeah, well, I think they should wait, especially in the NBA. And I know that maybe uh, look, I mean, e- each league can do whatever they want. Uh, are we talking about the uh, the AP award? Who votes for the NBA MVP? Do we know who that is? Let's see. That's, that's not elite. And there's a group of writers that are voting on that, right? It's not like yeah. a league yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. but like the AP does that. So. Panel of sports writers and broadcasters throughout the U.S. and Canada. Okay, but who is it organized by? Is it organized by the NBA or is it organized by like a, 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 a press uh, association? Because they can do whatever they want. I mean, I guess the point is even if it is organized by the NBA, like if they actually decide who votes and who doesn't, they can decide to do whatever they want. If they want to wait until after the year is over, wait until after the year is over. Uh, AP, if they do it, they can decide. You know, the AP NFL MVP, they can decide to vote until after the year is over. I, I just think it's different when you've got literally half the league making the playoffs, right? I mean, half the league makes the playoffs, so much to a point where guys get bored during the regular season. Right. I mean, this load management crap that you hear during the regular season – you don't even hear that in baseball, that term. Mm-hmm. But you hear it in the NBA, and baseball plays 162 damn games. You have it in soccer. You do have it in soccer. But yeah, that's because they have like 19 different tournaments happening at one time. What? We just saw one Wednesday, and there's another one this Wednesday. Right. Yes, right? but how many games are the Sounders playing total in all tournaments? 40? In all tournaments? Yeah. Yeah, 40, 40. Yeah. The, these no, guys no. are playing 100. This this year, it's more like 45, 50. Right, but in soccer terms, that's, that's a lot of games. Because yeah. soccer teams are typically used to playing once a week. And these guys are playing on average like twice a week yes, when you throw yeah. in all these different tournaments they're doing. So I get it, right? But the point is, you never hear that in the NFL, load management. Can you imagine the Seahawks or anybody else saying, you know what? It's been a long, trying couple of weeks here. We're going to give Jordan Brooks a week off. <laughs> I mean, what is it? Like, if he's hurt, <laughs> right. I get it. If he's banged up, it makes total sense. But we've played three games now in the last three weeks, and DK Metcalf needs a blow. So he's out for the game against the Raiders on Sunday. It's, it's ridiculous. So when you have that meaningless of a regular season where players will actually take time off, and the fans get hosed by that all the time, by the way, when tickets are expensive, when the Lakers come to town and LeBron James doesn't play, that would piss me off if I were buying tickets for that game. That's number one. Number two, half the league makes the postseason. Yeah. The only season that matters in the NBA is what happens come playoff time. It's totally different in baseball, and it's different in the NFL, although the NFL is trending towards getting closer to the NBA because you've added now the seventh team. We'll see if they add eight you know, at, at some point. Um, but when it's elite, when it feels like an accomplishment to make the playoffs in any sport, I have no problem naming the MVP during the regular season. But in college football, when 50% of the FBS makes a bowl game, right. and in the NBA, when 50% make the playoffs, and the NHL, when 50% make the playoffs, I'd rather vote on it when the year's over. I think so. And, and it's not like, I'm not saying they got it wrong. Right. By by voting for him. I mean, he was second in rebounds. He was 10th in points. But if you use kind of the, the deeper analytics, he mm-hmm. was right up there at the top, along with Giannis and Joel Embiid. Those are your three candidates. Yeah. But you're looking now at Giannis and Joel Embiid having a chance to lead their teams to the finals. And Absolutely. they're doing it against right. the best. If If we're already doing this load management thing, then we're only going to determine the MVP in games where people aren't even playing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to use any any uh, 
data when everybody on every team is playing their absolute hardest to win a playoff game? That I don't understand. Well, the NBA Finals MVP is a pretty damn big one. There's no question yeah. about that. That's that's a that's a big ass award, and I I, I I just think again that and this has been an argument that I've made forever with the Heisman Trophy that most of these guys that are up for the Heisman are playing either in New Year's six games or in the Final Four, and they're going to play their toughest opponent likely or one of them at least that they've played the entire year. Right. So you don't want to wait and see how this guy does against Alabama mm-hmm. or how this guy does against Ohio State or Michigan or USC when they're good or whoever. You want to just throw that data out and just make it a regular season award? Why? All these guys are playing in bowl games, and all these guys are usually a throw for the Heisman Trophy playing in really big bowl games. So we get your thoughts on that. Corey Brock is going to join us at 4 o'clock today. Uh, apparently he spoke to Jared Kelnick about what happened on that play at second base last night when he got called out because of a lace on a guy's glove. And I will tell you this right now, the 2021 rule book says, as of last year, laces are not supposed to count mm-hmm. as part of the glove. So unless they've changed that rule this year, which would run totally counterproductive to everything baseball's doing to benefit offense, by the way, then the umpires blew it. In that game. Can you imagine if they lost and lost a runner in scoring position? Uh, Corey Brock will tell us what happened with his conversation with Kalanick about that. And then George Kirby joining us at five right here on Softy and Dick on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for making the switch to FM with us. Seattle's only FM sports station is spreading our wings. Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Now back to Softy and Dick. It is uh, my opinion, in my opinion only, although I am right about this a thousand percent, that the two greatest ACDC albums were published back to back with two different lead singers, Bon Scott, Highway to Hell, and then he dies, Brian Johnson takes over, and ACDC puts out Back in Black. I mean, can you get oh, better than that? So good. Huh? I mean, it, it, yeah. Dude, you know what that is? In rock and roll terms, that's like going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers or Joe Montana to Steve Young. That's exactly what that is. Highway to hell, to back in black. Bon Scott leaves the band or he dies. The band is in trouble. No problem. Let's get this other guy and we'll do back in black. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, that transition. There's never been a greater transition in rock and roll than that one right there. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. And of the things I'm most proud of, of my son, Mm -hmm. one of the things at the top of the list is the fact that the only time music is blaring in his room or in his bathroom when he's taking a shower, it is 80s metal. 
and usually wow. ACDC. <laughs> He's 12 years old, and he only listens to songs that came out 30 uh, years before yeah, he was born. Yeah, well, we're going to get along just fine. In 1979, Highway to Hell, Bon Scott passes away, bang, 1980, back in black. And a lot of those songs <laughs> were written by Bon Scott, by the way. So my buddy Craig told me that. I had no idea until he informed me of that. So uh, I, I'm just telling you, man, we, we, we talk all the time on this show about, like, uh, you know, succession plans and sports. Yeah. This is the greatest oh. succession plan in the history of rock and roll. Softy Dick and Jackson hanging out until 7 o'clock tonight. I, uh, I said this in the opening segment. I'll say it again. Can somebody explain to me, and I blame you for this, Jackson, mostly, why we did not put every penny we own on Dallas to win that game on Saturday versus the Sounders? You had the head coach come on the show on Tuesday and tell us if they win Wednesday, they're going to stink on Saturday. Do we know what the odds were for okay. that game? No. <laughs> Who cares were what they, they were? Were they even underdogs? Oh, my God. They probably were. And it was 2-1, is that right? It was 2-0. 2-0. Fun- yeah. I mean, like, what Easy are we money. doing? Yeah. Right? You know, I, I told you off the air that usually every year, typically every year, like 8 out of 10, I'll throw a couple of bucks on the longest shot on the Derby just for giggles. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot this oh. year. And the damn thing went off at 80, 80 to 1. To one. <laughs> $100 would have paid 8000 bucks. And Did I'm you see the, the Superfecta? Yeah. Superfecta was like three hundred and fifty grand. Well, <laughs> I, I just think that we need to start paying attention more on this show. I hear you. All right? We need I to focus you. it up because when a guy comes on the show and literally, I mean, that's like the dictionary definition of sports betting insider trading. That he gave us on the air on yeah, Tuesday. If we win this game, we're cooked. We got mm-hmm. nothing on Saturday. And what the hell are we doing? Not putting um. every penny we own on the Sounders to lose that game on Saturday. So now here's my fear, Jackson, about this team. After they've won this thing with um, Pumas on Wednesday, yeah. anything less than an MLS title is absolutely going to be a downer, is it not? No, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a downer. Ah, MLS Cup's a weird, it's a weirder deal because you have to stay healthy for so much longer. We're okay. kind of cast here at the start yeah, of the year. He's already not making to, excuses. But that being said, like it's the focus now to win MLS Cup or win anything that gets you back into CONCACAF Champions League next year. So now the goal is, okay, do it again. Consistency. I, I just, well, I, I just honestly wonder two things. Number one, can it match the emotion at all of what they did last Wednesday no. if they win the MLS Cup? No. It'd be and then big number time, two, though, if we if get it at they home. don't win it, is that even looked at now? Because it would have been looked at as a disappointment to begin with if you don't win the MLS Cup. If they now really don't win it, is it even bigger downer now it's after not, what happened? It's not a disappointment if they don't win MLS Cup because this Ooh, year, no matter what happens oh. this year, it's already a success. Well, I, I will that, go part as, I will yes, go that part is true. That part is true. I both, yeah. right. both of your statements true. are 100% accurate. I'm just Focusing it's a on downer the MLS if Cup, they though. don't win, right. but 2022 will always be remembered as a great year yes. because of yeah. that yes. win. And, so. there's, and there's literally nothing else in sports, that, at least American sports, that you can compare it to. I mean, what else would you compare it to? Because every other sport out there, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, NCAA, football, basketball, 
The only thing that people are judged by is who wins yeah. the championship of that league. That's right. right. There's literally nothing else in this country that you can compare it to. So what I want to ask the textures, though, at 49451, and all you soccer fans out there, you can jump in, is Jackson just being a sounder fanboy by telling us that it's not going to be a disappointment mm. if they don't win the MLS? It, it, will be a, listen, it will be a slight disappointment, but at the end of the day, if they lose in the conference finals to a good team like LAFC or whatever, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to look back and I'm say, ah, all right, well, in 2022, we did something that none of you, the rest of 25 teams, have uh, ever done. That, so, you know what? Uh, laugh in our faces because we are the better team. Well, listen, I, I'm admitting something here again that I'm cheating by looking at the text line before testimonials Don't at 445. And 206 says uh, he knows because he made the bet that they would lose based on Brian's comments <laughs> on our show. So there's at least one person paying attention here Smart to man. Brian Schmetzer's comments. But here's here's my question. I was just going to ask Jackson, that poll, that top ten poll in the yeah. world thing that was floating around Twitter oh, this last yeah, weekend the was a different poll. <laughs> oh, that was ludicrous. Was there, like, what they was... They had the Sounders at number what, seven in the what world. What was that? That was somebody who wanted to create headlines and get us exactly what we're doing right he now. He got headlines. He got, like, 3,000 retweets. That was so Stupid. Okay, did they not have Manchester City behind the Sounders? They did. In that top 10? They yeah. did. Now look, you love the Sounders. <laughs> yes. We all love the Sounders. But <laughs> Come on. Come on. What are we doing? Right? I mean, if the Sounders were in the EPL, they would have problems. They would, consistently. Be, they would be in the bottom now, three. Now, eventually yes. they would, you know, the roster would improve and they would get up to that level. But if would they you, even be at that level? They'd be relegated. No, they, they would. They, yeah, they'd be relegated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you threw this team in there right now, they would not survive. No. And I thought it was funny. I think it was Laggerway. Well, I know it was Laggerway. It was either some other clip or it was with Ian Furness when he was on last week. And it wasn't about like beating Liverpool or Real Madrid. It was just playing them. Yeah, which was the amazing thing. Now the other part of this that I don't understand. And Anders, oh, Anders was in for you on Friday because it was your birthday and you were a genius by taking those two days off after you were so much party. completely inebriated <laughs> after that match on Wednesday night. He says that we don't even know who we're playing. It may not be one of those two teams. Right. Where or when. That's exactly that right. That we're 0 for 3. The Club World Cup, we don't know when it is and we don't know where it is, but we do know that we would be in the quarterfinal round up against either the best team from Asia, <laughs> the best team from Africa, or the best team from Oceania, <laughs> or the best team from the host country. Can you okay, so why? Oceania. It's not like Avatar. What it's is like, that? It's, like, it's like, uh, made up of uh, New Caledonia, New Zealand, uh, oh, a bunch I got of you, other okay. islands. So we could actually win that right. game. We could. We could, we, we could wow. beat the best team from Asia. We could beat the best uh. team from Africa. It's so that, why don't we doable. know? That's doable. Why don't we know? It's uh, not till February. It's like yeah. nine months away. Right. Club World Cup has, there's a lot of things to figure out, especially since COVID has kind of thrown a <laughs> wrench in recent years. And not to mention <sighs> the World Cup's in December right. this year, November, right. December. So this whole thing has oh, to get Can you imagine right. the NFL saying right now, hey, where's the Super Bowl? I don't know. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's in yeah, February. Yeah, so, like, why do we have to well, worry about it the, now? Is the NFC playing the AFC? Oh, we don't know. We'll figure <laughs> it out. Kinda, yeah. uh, 354. Corey Brock is going to join us. Uh, talk about the Mariners. Man, people are panicking, especially from one to three <gasps> on this radio station about the baseball team. Is it justified? Is it warranted? Corey Brock will join us, courtesy of simplyseattle.com. Coming up. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.